As Christians, we should understand the importance of breaking down barriers and bringing people together. No one is left out or overlooked. God's embrace is offered to all. And Jesus, the embodiment of love and forgiveness, came to save all of us. This is a message that rings true today, urging us to put aside differences and open our hearts to each other. It's a call to build bridges, to tear down walls, and to embrace one another in the name of peace, love, and unity. Welcome to the Real Word Podcast for the 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Cycle A of the Roman Catholic Lectionary. I'm Brandon Jubar, and I'll be your guide as we walk through the readings for this week. It's an important process because we believe the scriptures are the inspired Word of God. But to really be nourished by the Word, we need to break it open and look a little deeper. We need to let the Holy Spirit speak to us. Now, the messages I get from these scriptures might feel right to you, but you also might find that the Holy Spirit tells you something else, and that is absolutely all right. So if you're ready, let's dive in. As I said, tonight we'll be looking at the readings for the 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Cycle A. Our first reading is from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 56, verses 1 and 6 through 7a. Our second reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 11, verses 13 through 15, and verses 29 through 32. And our gospel reading is from Matthew, chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. Uh, Just a couple things to note. First, we do have readings from both the Old and New Testaments. Isaiah is from the Old Testament, or the Hebrew Scripture, while the letter to the Romans is from the New Testament, or the Christian Scripture, as is our Gospel reading. Uh, Tonight, we'll see that God throws open the doors, Paul provokes some envy, and Jesus banters with a woman. Okay, let's start by going through the readings, and then we can talk about the messages we find. Our first reading is from the prophet Isaiah. This is what the Lord says. Maintain justice and do what is right, for my salvation is close at hand, and my righteousness will soon be revealed. And foreigners who bind themselves to the Lord to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord and to be his servants, all who keep the Sabbath without desecrating it and who hold fast to my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. Our second reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, I am talking to you Gentiles. Inasmuch as I am the apostle to the Gentiles, I take pride in my ministry in the hope that I may somehow arouse my own people to envy and save some of them. For if their rejection brought reconciliation to the world, 
what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? For God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. Just as you, who were at one time disobedient to God, have now received mercy as a result of their disobedience, so they too have now become disobedient, in order that they too may now receive mercy as a result of God's mercy to you. And our gospel reading is from Matthew. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him, Lord, help me, she said. He replied, It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. All right, so let's take a first glance at our readings and ask ourselves, what does it mean? What messages and meanings can we find if we dig around just a little bit? So our first reading was from the book of the prophet Isaiah. And in the reading, we saw a pretty significant shift in God's message to his people. So instead of focusing solely on adhering to the laws and upholding the covenant, God's call became one of maintaining justice and doing what's right. And this transition from religious dogma to genuine justice-seeking gets at the heart of God's desire for us, an unwavering commitment to equality and fairness. This passage should encourage us to move beyond the, the surface level of religious practices and dive into the deeper areas of, of justice, compassion, and inclusivity. Now, the message becomes even more radical when we consider that it very clearly included foreigners in God's plan. For the Israelites, their identity was deeply, deeply intertwined with being God's chosen people which often seem to lead to a sense of exclusivity. However, in this passage from Isaiah, God breaks down those barriers and extends love and salvation to all nations, to, to all people, regardless of where they come from. This shift in message reflects a powerful call to unity and to equality. And it reminds us that God's love and acceptance knows no bounds. It, it shows us that our faith isn't just about our personal relationship with the divine, but also about fostering a global community, a, a community that upholds justice, that welcomes diversity, 
and a community that embraces everyone who seeks God's presence. The description of God's house as a house of prayer for all nations sort of sums up the overarching message of this reading. It, it paints a picture of, of a sacred space where people from every corner of the globe can come together in unity and in prayer, transcending their cultural, social, and geographical boundaries. So the main message I got from our first reading is that God has made it clear that he is the God of everyone. This idea challenges us to stop using religious doctrine and dogma as a way to exclude people. It challenges us to reevaluate our understanding of religious spaces and their purpose. It, it underscores the need to transform these spaces into hubs of, of social justice, of love and equality, where all people, regardless of their background, can find refuge, can, can find understanding, and, and are offered the chance to unite in a common purpose. This scripture calls us to align our actions with that vision so we can transform our lives and our communities into reflections of God's expansive and all-encompassing love because God has made it clear that he is the God of everyone. Our second reading was, was from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. And in this reading, St. Paul offered a rather interesting perspective on the dynamic between the, the Jewish and the Gentile communities in the early Christian church. And Paul, who was known for his passionate teachings, comes up with this surprising twist in logic. Instead of condemning the Jewish people who were rejecting Jesus as the Messiah, he, he presented a narrative of, of hope and redemption. Paul acknowledged his desire to make his fellow Jewish folks a bit envious because of his success in converting the Gentiles. Now, this wasn't meant as some sort of antagonistic tactic. Paul saw it as an opportunity to teach about the universal nature of God's mercy and love, which is offered to everyone, regardless of their background. The, the rejection of Jesus by many of the Jews, as, as paradoxical as it seems, actually played a crucial role in expansion of the Christian message. The rejection by his own people ended up creating an opening for the apostles to extend God's grace to all nations and not just a specific group. This passage from Paul's letter to the Christian community in Rome underscores the idea that God's divine plan often unfolds in ways we might not expect. By talking about mercy, Paul is able to show the interconnectedness of humanity's disobedience. Disobedience is, is a common thread that binds all people together regardless of their lineage or their identity. And this shared disobedience 
reveals our common need for redemption and the gift of God's grace. So the main message I got from our second reading is that God's mercy is available to all of us. In a world where divisions often run very deep, this reading offers a radical message of unity and, and of shared humanity. It, it reminds us that no single group has a monopoly on divine favor because God's love is impartial and, and it's boundless. For Christians today, we need to realize that this message promotes equality and social justice. It encourages us to break down barriers, to challenge stereotypes, and to understand that God's redemptive love is offered to everyone. And just as the rejection of Jesus by some Jews created an opportunity for broader inclusion, our actions can tear down the walls that separate us and can help create spaces where justice, compassion, and unity can flourish. It's all possible because God's mercy is available to all of us. And finally, our gospel reading was from Matthew. And in this reading, we had a rather interesting story that breaks down stereotypes and shows how Jesus's compassion isn't restricted by the, the boundaries created by society. As we saw, there was a Canaanite woman, and you should know the Israelites and the Canaanites weren't exactly pals back then. The disciples, kind of echoing the vibes of the time, uh, basically encouraged Jesus to just brush her off, send her away. But instead, Jesus surprised everyone and started chatting with her, which opened up a whole new perspective. At first, you might scratch your head because Jesus' words seemed a bit, well, prejudiced. It, it sure sounded like he had bought into all the cultural stereotypes of the time. But it turned out that he was just sort of playing along because as they continued to talk, things took a twist. This woman's unshakable faith and her rather witty response caught Jesus' attention. Suddenly, we were in a full-on attitude transformation zone because what Jesus did challenged his disciples' beliefs. It challenged them to break free from the, the norms of the time and to see the humanity that unites us all. This exchange between Jesus and the Canaanite woman demonstrated that faith and compassion can seriously flip the script even on deeply, deeply rooted biases. So the main message I got from our gospel reading is that Jesus came to save all people, not just a chosen few. It's a message that is just as relevant today as it was 2,000 years ago. Our world still deals with divisions, biases, and all that messy stuff. But this story reminds us that God's love doesn't care about those things. It goes beyond race, culture, or background. It's like a wake-up call for us to drop our preconceived notions and start 
treating everyone as equals before God. As we stand up for equality and social justice, we're called to take this story to heart. That means we need to confront our own biases. We need to listen to others and have the kind of open conversations that can lead to understanding. As true disciples, we need to put in the work to make this world a place where fairness and kindness rule the day, because Jesus came to save all people, not just a chosen few. All right, let's sum up what we've talked about so far. In our first reading from the prophet Isaiah, the main message I came away with was, God has made it clear that he is the God of everyone. In our second reading from Romans, the main message I got was, God's mercy is available to all of us. And finally, the main message I got from our gospel reading was, Jesus came to save all people, not just a chosen few. As Christians, we should understand the importance of breaking down barriers and bringing people together, because when we do We're simply echoing the gospel message of love, forgiveness, and radical acceptance. No one is left out. No one is overlooked. God, the ultimate peacemaker, makes it clear that his embrace isn't just for a certain group or nation, but for every single human being. The Lord's mercy is a gift that's offered to all. And Jesus, the embodiment of forgiveness and love, came to save not just some, but all of us. This isn't just an old tale from the Bible. It's a message that rings just as true today, urging us to put aside differences, to extend an olive branch, and open our hearts to the idea that we're all part of the same story. It's a call to build bridges, to tear down walls, and to embrace one another in the name of peace, love, and unity. So let's step back and take a second glance at these readings overall and ask ourselves if our path has become clear. To do this, I like to answer two questions. So what and now what? Okay, so what? Why should we care about any of this? Well, this is important because in a time when divisions seem to be more prominent than ever, these readings shine a light on God's call for unity, guiding us towards a a path of love, compassion, and inclusivity. They remind us that as Christians, we're called to be ambassadors of peace, to be agents of change who actively break down barriers and extend God's love to all corners of the earth. We should care about this because in a world full of conflicts and misunderstandings, these messages bring hope. They challenge us to look beyond the surface, to to see the common humanity in each person we encounter. Embracing these teachings means you're actively participating in building a world that reflects the the very essence of Christ's message, a world where love is offered to everyone and forgiveness paves the way for healing and transformation. This is important today because these messages cut through the noise of 
division, hatred, and fear. They offer us a higher purpose. They remind us that our faith isn't just about rituals and beliefs, but about putting those beliefs into action. It's about embodying the love of Christ, extending grace to everyone, and striving for a society where every single soul is valued and cherished. In a time when unity and understanding are desperately needed, these messages urge us to bridge the gaps, to break down the walls, and to work together towards a world that's marked by peace, compassion, and the never-ending love of God. And the last question I try to answer is, now what? what? What are we supposed to do? Where do we go from here? Well, the readings this week demonstrate that the Lord loves us all and his mercy is never-ending. As disciples of Christ, building the kingdom on earth, we need to practice offering the same type of love and mercy that God offers us. So with that in mind, here's your real challenge for the week. Show mercy. Forgive someone who has angered you. Showing mercy and forgiving those who have angered us is a, it's a tangible way to live out the teachings of unity, love, and inclusivity that, that resonate throughout Scripture. By extending forgiveness, we break down the walls that divide us, and we learn to practice what we preach. And in a time when conflicts and divisions are so common, embracing this challenge offers an opportunity for personal growth, for relationship mending, and for contributing to a more harmonious society. So go out and show some mercy. Forgive someone who has angered you. Well, before I wrap things up, I'd like to leave you with one more quote from Scripture. As you're thinking about who you're going to forgive, remember what St. Paul wrote to the, the Ephesians in chapter 4, verse 32. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. When we mirror the boundless love of Christ and actively create peace and unity with those around us, we are truly building the kingdom on earth. All right, we've come to the end of our time here together. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back again next week. But in the meantime, I encourage you to use this as a starting point. Spend some time with the Bible on your own. Read through a passage a couple of times. Think about it. Pray about it. Try to open up not only your mind, but your heart. Break open the Word, and then listen to what the Holy Spirit says to you. The Real Word Podcast is brought to you by The Real Values Project, Real Youth Ministry, and The Real Values Framework. Real stands for respect, engage, accept, and lead. For more information on The Real Values, please visit keepingitreal.club. And finally, the Bible readings used for this podcast are from the Holy Bible, New International Version, copyright 1973, 1978, 1984, and 2011 by Biblica Inc. Used by permission, all rights reserved worldwide. <laughs>